I'm Cam. I'm Casey. And we would be hanging out a lot this summer. But are unfortunately separated by quarantine. He's in Maryland. And he's in New Mexico. So we figured we'd start planning the road trip now. Every week we'll pitch a song to create the perfect road trip playlist. And probably veer off topic quite a bit. So this is Cam and Casey across the country. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Um, we're recording this pretty soon after the last episode, so we have no new music to talk about. So, uh, Casey, how you dropped. doing? <laughs> How's uh, your day been? I'm doing good. I'm still living alone for a couple more days, okay, and I'm yeah. honestly dreading my roommates coming because, like, like literally before we were recording, I I had the Teen Titans jersey that I made. Like, I drew this jersey. Yeah. yeah. It like pretty much every time I wash it, it fades a little bit, so I just like color it in. Mm-hmm. and I'm only halfway done, and I'm just, like, leaving it on the ground, leaving the markers on the ground. Like, I left my bowl out just because I was like, I'll go clean that up in a little bit. Like, exactly. It's just you. Me, you can do whatever you want. Yesterday, me and my friends did a puzzle, so it's, like, all on the floor. Like, nobody is here, and I really like it. I think it's really nice. So I don't know. I'm kind of worried about other people moving in, but I think regardless, I I'll at least feel like going a little less insane once people come. But uh, what about you? Um, let's see, what did I do today? I had to, I had to go to the grocery store today, um, pick up some, some dinner ingredients, because I'm trying to do something. Did you make a dinner tonight? I made a dinner tonight. I made my dragon noodles tonight, dude. How was it? It honestly, okay, it, it's not quite a 10 out of 10, because the noodles were a little al dente. Um, I didn't cook them long enough. Easy Um, fix, though. But easy fix, but otherwise, like, not, like, so good. It's basically like a poor man's pad thai. So for anyone that doesn't know what dragon noodles is, the sauce is just brown sugar, uh, soy sauce and then hot sauce and you can like kind of determine your own ratio with that and then it's just noodles pork uh pe- peanuts and whatever veggies you want like super simple just saute everything together um and it turned out super well i'm super excited so i'm, just, I'm gonna make that next semester for sure because i loved it so that's awesome. super excited about that um i've had a lot of caffeine today though and the last time i did this uh, I really struggled through the podcast, so I'm going to try my best to get through this episode. I don't see a problem. <laughs> but, um, no, today was pretty good. Um, watched some F1 with my boy Alex today. Uh, yeah, you're really getting Sunday into race. F1. It's what? sick. It's, I think my reasoning for liking it is, like, people loving baseball in the Great Depression. Like, it just filled their day with something to do. Oh, funny. And, like, uh, that's hilarious. I got into it because I was watching someone else like play an f1 game and i knew nothing about f1 but the game was super well made and the guy playing it is just like i like following his content and stuff on youtube and so like out of curiosity i started just kind of putting the feelers out there getting a sense for what f1's all about and uh, now i'm hooked now it's too nice. late so cool. <laughs> it is super fun to watch um and so much better when there's someone else to like watch it with you like you guys can like talk like we can talk about yeah, it during the fine. race and like interact yeah, I always enjoy watching the races with my boy. And then we worked out. Leg day today. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, you weren't there, but it's okay. <laughs> I was not there. <laughs> it was awesome. I feel like I feel like I've missed I've missed too many arm days. I needed to skip a leg day to even things out. Exactly. You got to balance it out. If you're gonna miss one arm day, you got to miss another leg day. So you you know, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Dude, recording the other podcast day was a bitch too. I like I hate. Yeah, it's your second podcast of the day. I know. This is podcast number two. Did you save any energy for this podcast, or is this just kind of like? Yeah, a... I did all. Um, I did all documentaries, so it was like okay. weird yeah. because the formats differently different. Because like usually I talk about the screenplay and the acting first, but like neither of those exist in a documentary, so I have to kind of mm-hmm. like amend what I talk about. So it was a little shorter than usual, but 
So I literally don't think that my bosses give a fuck. Like, <laughs> I I sent no. them... Well, or maybe that's like, a good thing. I don't know. <laughs> first of all, I don't know. I, I highly doubt they listen to it all the way through. Because mm-hmm. there's three of us for the movie podcast. So they get one basically every day. Okay. Yeah. And... That's an hour of content a day that they would have to do, mm-hmm. and the and the girl the the woman who is uh my like immediate boss she has her own podcast in the on the network. Oh okay. So like I sent them so my episodes are always due Tuesday night and Saturday night. Okay. And so this past yeah. Saturday, so they posted on Sunday. This past Saturday, I sent it to him, but usually, so I export it from Premiere, so it's an MP, MP4, and then I, like, switch it to a wave. Mm-hmm. And this time, I just forgot to do that. Like, I sent them an MP4 by accident, and, like, I kid you not, like, Monday morning, she was like, hey, could you turn this into a wave? And I was like, did you not uh, look at it before oh Monday? Oh, my God. Um, so That's I really, so frustrating. Like, when I applied for this job, they were like, um... <laughs> The guy literally told me, he was like, we have thousands of downloads every episode. He might have said millions. I don't remember. It was a (laughs) massive number. That's a lot of downloads per episode. (laughs) And I was like, I I mean, they were like, uh, they've got a ton of podcasts. Like, they've been working since 2014. So I was like, I buy it. I was like, all right, right, Mm -hmm. cool. And then there's no quality control. Like, they don't give me any criticism i i've emailed them twice asking for constructive feedback and nothing mm-hmm. what um, that's weird that's bizarre and so like first of all i have to be lost so i don't even think i have an audience like to be <laughs> like i'm speaking as if i have no audience you like, want to plug it real quick you want to tell you want to tell the audience right now your other podcast? movie podcast um <laughs> i honestly can say that it's like i can't say it's like dog shit, but it's like not my best work because i sit there for like because I have to watch two movies a week, or four movies a week now, mm-hmm. and so I don't have much time to, like, come up with criticism, so I'm, like, talking on the fly for most of it. I've talked for 15 minutes about each movie, and if you watch any movie review on YouTube, they're no more than, like, 10. Right, yeah, exactly. And I also, they, like, we want you to talk and, like, not really edit it, and I don't have time to edit an hour-long no, podcast every week. of course not. Who does? Or twice a week. Fuck you. <laughs> 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 and, and so, like... So I just I just do it. Don't even think about it. Like right, I say yeah. um probably every 5 seconds. <laughs> oh my god. So it's fine if you want to listen to me ramble about movies. It's 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 a uh, scratch my itch so I don't have to like vent to random people being like have you seen this? Like I can just like talk <laughs> on a podcast. Right. But well, to be fair, speaking of terrible work environments, my first song of the day came oh, from my cool. first job, my first high school <laughs> job. Sweet. Um, well, yeah. What's the what's the theme? So the theme for this episode is, um, as you dubbed it last time, true unknowns. So this episode, we're trying to throw each other songs that we hope the other person doesn't know, Sweet. or just try to kind of flex on them a little bit. And when I found this song, I was like, of course, no one knows this song because it's it's from my old job. In hindsight. And by hindsight, I mean two seconds ago. I realize I've probably told you this song before, but I doubt anyone else knows what this song is because I'm pretty sure okay. only played it. But this is Something Better by Audience. Yeah, so this song 
was the only like modern song that my old job used to play. Everything else was country or the national anthem. <laughs> and by that alone, you should be able to discern where I used to work. <laughs> but um, yeah, all the songs were, this was the only like pop song. Um, well, I guess it's more of an EDM song that like I enjoyed. And it's like such a throwback to summer of 2017. Like my first job, all of my like, you know, everyone I'm working with is at least five to 10 years older than me. Uh-huh. Like, it's it was such a were there really environment. no busboys your age? There was like one or two who came later, but like the majority mm-hmm. of the time I spent there, everyone was older, and it was so odd because at the time I was a rising senior. Like this was the summer after junior year, and everyone I'm working with is just like, yeah, I fucked up in college, so now I'm here because I ain't got anything else to do. Oh. and I was like, this is not the environment <laughs> that I'm aspiring <laughs> it's a to be tale. in. <laughs> um. Like, people, the weirdest people just posting up, and, like, it was a very bizarre work environment, but I learned a lot, and I got a lot of free food from them, so at the end of the day, I can't complain too much, but um, not many people know this song. I only ever heard, like, I never even heard it on the radio. Mm-hmm. As far as, like, being in an EDM phase, you know, at that time, and when I was younger, like, in middle school, I had never heard it, and most people who I have shown it to haven't known it immediately either. And more importantly for this episode, it it is it feels like a road trip kind of song. Like if you played yeah. it, it still kind of has like the upbeat vibes that we've been going for the last two episodes. People can still jam to it, and like we said last episode, the hook is so easy. Like you listen totally. to it like for thirty seconds to a minute, and you immediately know what to be singing to. Um, so just it, it fit this this theme for today very well. Yeah, my. Uh... You say what kind of music did you play other than that? Just like pop. It was music? all. It was just country. No, not even like. Oh, okay. Pop, I like was there hoping was like a radio was country music almost entirely. I thought you said country because my first job yeah. only played country too. Oh, gang, <laughs> dude. Because I worked at a tourist trap downtown. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And there's nothing that it's weird because there's nothing that indicates that that's what they would play. Mm-hmm. I think it's just that the ownership was like all because we've never talked about this, but Annapolis is like a Republican city, basically. Uh, yeah. Like compare, yeah. like Maryland's blue, Annapolis is red. So I think all the ownership was like Republican. Mm-hmm. Not to be like Republicans listen to country music, huh? but like <laughs> kind of. <laughs> nice shot. So yeah, there was a bunch of country music there. All of oh, my wow. jobs actually have had like weirdly specific music because they played only country music. My second job was an Irish pub, and they played only Irish p- songs. <laughs> there was, like, five songs on repeat. They were just, like, Irish folk songs, and that was it. And then my final job was, like, like an upscale restaurant, like a very, like, like yeah. 200 bucks a meal kind of place. And that was – did I say final job? Like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> You're done. That's the last job. <laughs> um, they, they played, like, a little bit more contemporary. I actually probably okay. could have chosen yeah. some music from them. But it was, like – I don't know. It was, like, very atmospheric because it was always dark mm-hmm. in there. It was, like – where you can like f- somebody in the back and not notice it's like uh, it's yeah. one of the okay i got you that was really graphic i'm sorry <laughs> but that was like what they talked about all the time honestly though like working has like it's weird how much i learned in the three months of working in a fast food job then like yeah you, like you go to school and you learn like book stuff but like when you're in school you're like <laughs> You're like, I meet all these people. Like, I know about people. I know how people uh-huh. work. And then you work in fast food, and you're like, oh, oh, wow. <laughs> There's yeah. so many different, like, 
the people you work with and the people who eat who ate at that restaurant oh uh, totally the worst the worst yeah it's not like we went to a very posh private school in annapolis Maryland. we had a certain type of people that went to our school and that we interacted with on a regular basis even my other schools in like virginia and washington state were very posh they were all private schools but to get like you miss out on this huge demographic of people who fall into that lane of they go to fast food, but they don't go to private school, which yeah. for, for whatever reason, like it only took working at fast food for that to even click in my mind that there was like right. different people who were like, you know, they're like a family post up and they're like, this is our one meal a week we can afford. That isn't just like food we're cooking at home. Right. And I'm just sitting there like at the cash register being like, I'm working this job so I can buy video games. Like, I'm not concerned about anything <laughs> right now. And this group of like five people is coming up to me being like, we're going to share like one or two sandwiches. That's all we can afford right now. And just like, yeah, messed like the whole thing. Like it's eye opening as horrible as it was to work there with some of the people who were there and some of the like your clients we had who were just like uh. to management. Like they were rich as hell and they were just assholes to us for the sake of being assholes. Sure. But yeah, that just fast food was such a wild place to work. Right. Yeah. No, I'm a big advocate for like working a like a like a low paying job or just like working a job when you're younger, like mm-hmm. teenage years. Like I mean, like fuck capitalism. Like still, <laughs> like, for sure. <laughs> it's weird because I'm in this weird middle place where I'm like, yeah, the corporate world suck or like whatever. Like jobs suck. It shouldn't be like that. That's not how we should function. But I'm like, it's really eye-opening to have a job. So, like, <laughs> I I am kind of, like, glad that I worked then. Like, because mm-hmm. I work, I, we worked at, like, roughly the same time. It's funny because yeah. you worked a year later than I did, but we worked at the same age, technically. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we both started at, like, 16. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you learn a lot. And the thing that I've learned the most is that – um. Or, like, every restaurant that I've been in, I've, like, met different people that are in different situations. Because, like, duh. Mm-hmm. But the way that things, like, function is always the same. Like, I've worked in three different levels of restaurant. Where it's, like, the bad version where everything's really cheap and everything sucks. The middle version where everyone's, like, pretty nice to each other and the food's pretty good. But it's, like, middle of the line. And then, right. like, the really, like, rich, snobby section. And really, like, the the people that get brought in is, like the atmosphere kind of creates those types of people. So Definitely. like yep. the, the rich one, everyone, like all the management was like, you have to do everything like this. And they were like relatively nice. Like I didn't hate them. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were like, everyone, everything has to be regimented and precise. And then all of the customers are like pretty kind of like up your ass a lot of the time. Um, and then the middle version, the management was super <laughs> nice and I yep. love them and all the like, customers like we they were all locals like nobody ever had like a problem and then the last one was like everyone like all the management sucked and was mean to each other so then all the customers were mean so it's like exactly i feel like it kind of was pretty eye-opening seeing like how how you present yourself and how like a company presents themselves like breeds back the energy that you give out it was like a weird way of getting there but Yeah. yeah I mean, the the second job I worked at was just like this small little pizza place in uh, in Annapolis, and it it wasn't fast food because it wasn't like a Pizza Hut, like it was kind of a bougier little pizza parlor. Right. And when I like applied and I started working there, I was like, oh, management is good because like at my first job, management was strict, like it was fast food and like really pretty low key. But like at one point, one of like the big bosses came by, and I literally <laughs> had one of my coworkers come up to me and be like. 
pretend you're busy. Like the bit, the head honcho is yeah. chatting shit about you in the bag because you're not doing anything right now. Damn. Like just straight up, that was the culture we had. And so like going into this the second job, I was like, it's nicer here. Food costs more. Like the standards are gonna be up. And the manager was so chill. He was like, just yeah. be nice. He was like, if you do the things we ask you to do and do a little bit more for the people. Like, you're going to get tips. You're going to have fun. Like, it's going to be great. We're all going to be happy in this. Yeah. And, like, the manager was so chill. Like, we'd have, like, the worst customers or, like, something go wrong in the kitchen. And my manager was just smiling. He was like, it's, it's what I, we're a pizza parlor. Like, he was chill about it. Yeah. And it's weird that, like, the, and I mean, I haven't worked at, like, a, a quote-unquote elite restaurant. Like, one of the nicest right, ones right. possible. But having worked in, like, a low tier and a mid tier, I was surprised that, the management got more casual the nicer the restaurant got. Like, at yeah. the bottom, it was super strict. It was like, if you're not doing something every second of the day, like, your job's on the line. Like, like why are we someone, you? Yeah. Someone got fired in front of me, like, Damn. my second week of working there. No one ever got fired in my second job because the environment was so right. much nicer. Like, management was cool. Everyone was on the same page. The only people who I had beef with were the, the pizza chefs. And that's because they don't trust any of the new guys until they prove themselves. And they're, they're settled. I'm like, of course, they're like the veterans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's expected. Yeah, yeah. But the management was so much better. It's got to be a bell curve. Because like, oh, yeah. I think like bottom of the totem pole is like, why the fuck are we paying you if you mm-hmm. are not doing your job? Like, we're going to treat you like scum. Exactly. And they're usually like big corporations too. Then there's like middle where it's like probably lo- more local, maybe a local chain. Mm-hmm. and everyone knows each other a lot better yeah and like it's more of like a family environment and then i think there's like top of the line which i think goes back down like honestly the place that i worked was also very kind of like family oriented it was like oh we're all friends here but it was, there's definitely a vibe of like you got to be on your shit you got to be okay. top dog yeah and yeah, i yeah. think it was sort of like because the because the food was really good it was delicious but i think it was because it was like our chefs are really good so that means like everyone just has to be good it was like I had never worked somewhere where serving was, like, a profession, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. No, I it was, you, like, yeah. kind of like a side gig. And here, there were a lot of people kind of treating it like a side gig, like, including myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the management expected everyone to be, like, this is your profession. You got to do your do your duty kind of thing. Right. Um, so I think it's, like, a little bit of a bell curve to, like, 100%. to be. No, like, I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Working is uh, crazy. I After my second job, as much as I enjoyed it, once I finished that job and I moved in, into college, I was like, I'm never working in food again. I was oh, like, me too. Like, even how good my experience was with the people I worked with and the management at that, like, little pizza parlor, just dealing with some of the customers, you can't be authentic. Because if you're authentic, oh my God. you're going to throw a hands with the customer. And that's definitely not okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a, a I think, like, you have, to, you have to work either customer service or the restaurant industry, which is customer service, like, in a sense. To, like, really understand, like, every, like, to get, mm-hmm. I feel like I gained a lot of empathy, honestly, like, mm-hmm. now I'll yep. go to restaurants and, like, my aunt will be, like, this is hyperbole, my aunt, I'm not calling anybody out, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, like, somebody, will, like, that I'm at lunch or dinner with will be, like, no, I don't really want to tip or whatever, or, like, I'm mm-hmm. only going to tip a little bit because they weren't very good, and I was, like, all right. Right. Yep. It, it like it it gives me like a level of like empathy for like both totally. the workers and the and the customers. It's crazy. All right. Cool. Okay. So my first song is very different. There's like zero segue okay. that I can do, but I think this is like a fun one because it's like uber specific as to like where I found it. 
Okay. I found it through another podcast. It's a podcast with comedian Pete Holmes, and he was interviewing John Mulaney. Okay. And John yeah, Mulaney nice. mentioned so John Mulaney had like a one season show on NBC, and he mentioned that he wanted this song to be his theme song. They ended up not being able to get the rights and didn't have it. Oh, but yeah. it's like super specific. I know nothing else about the artist. It's like one of those. Like I feel like I have a lot of in my like library like singles where I'm like I know this song from this right, one place. Yeah. <laughs> I like it, and it's just very different than a lot of songs that I listen to. So this song's called "It Takes Time to Be a Man" by The Rapture. Oh yeah. I bet you can get what you want. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I I this is something that like it feels like it really does feel like a theme song or like it just feels like one of those songs where you I don't know. You're talking about like empathy and like talking to like other people. It's like one of those mm-hmm. songs that I feel like makes you feel like that. Yeah, very empathetic. You're like I don't know. I would like listen to this like while I was on the way to the train station to go home. Like definitely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like a fun place that I found it. Like, I love, I think this is kind of one of the reasons why this episode is so fun to me, that it's, like, everyone gets music from different places, and you can kind of be, like, where do totally. you get your music from? But it's such a big question. If you're, like, a music fan, I feel like you find it from everywhere. Right. And so I like figuring out, like, the very niche places that either people, like, find music on the regular or, like, have found one song. So, like, I've never mm-hmm. heard... Or, like, found another song, or maybe I found, like, one or two other songs from this podcast, because someone will just, like, bring it up. Um, But it's literally a podcast where it's just, like, celebrities talking for two hours. Like, it's not for music. It's just, like, people will bring it up naturally, which means it's a song that usually is very resonant with them. So they feel, like, a lot more heartfelt of a recommendation, which I like. And obviously, because it's different celebrities, it's usually very diverse as to, like, which songs I'll hear. So I like figuring out where people find music. Nice. Yeah, what would you say, I mean, other than, like, would you say, like, Twitter or, like, social media where, like, you can just see everything that comes out or what friends, you know, tweet about? Is that, like, your main source or is it, like, the Spotify playlists that are, like, jamming, like, various albums down your throat every single Friday? Like, other than, like, the podcast. Yeah, yeah. New music, like... Now that I'm, like, actually interested in, like, music as, like, a culture, I'll listen to, like, New Music Friday and stuff and, like, figure things out then. Mm-hmm. But, like, I lo- – so, like, I have Apple, and so Apple puts out, like, the same thing where it's, like, catered to you kind of. So I've always liked that. I don't know. I think I find them in very weird, specific places. Recently, I think it's been TikTok, like, that I've found, like, most of the right. fun ones. Yeah, yeah, But, like, I've found ones from – Twitter for sure. Like, I talked last week about, like, Nathan Zed, where I, like, would find things <laughs> yep. through him. And then, like, artists, like, would be recommended, like, through that. I think a lot of friends recommend me music all the time. Um, like, yeah. Like, I honestly think, like, you know how, like, people have, like, their own, like, their specific love languages? Mm-hmm. One of my love languages is somebody texting me, like, this song reminded me of you. I'll be like, <laughs> hell yeah! Like, if that's a, that's a specific love language that, like, I will take. Nice. Um, <laughs> but I'll literally listen to, like anything so i don't know i find it from every every avenue mm-hmm. yeah i definitely think friends have been the the biggest source because i've always listened to music but i didn't really take it seriously until college when i was rooming with jb because he 
was way more into it than I was. And so because we were just in a dorm, like we were pretty chill about playing music out loud. Or like if we found a new song, like we'd tell each other about it. Yeah. And so when I was going through my Spotify, my Spotify, Spotify, <laughs> my Spotify playlists uh, to find songs for this episode, um, I have like four playlists saved that are like your top songs from 2016, 17, 18, 19. And for my top songs of 2018 from that first semester in college, I swear half of it are songs that he recommended just sure. from like being there. Like, you know, when you're yeah. in school, it's one thing, but when you're like high school, but when you're in college and you're like living in the same dorm, like you really got to right. hope y'all can click on something. And music oh, totally. was something we always agreed on. Like we, I would give him Rex. Usually it was him giving me Rex. And like that expanded my music library, like twofold at least. Yeah. And then, of course, like, you've given me plenty of songs over the course of, like, middle and high school. You got me into my first punk rock phase, probably, with fucking, uh, what were they called? Like, Centuries. When you're like, bro, you gotta <laughs> listen to this shit. Really? sitting in free block, and you're like, you should, you should turn this up. And I was like... That's hilarious. I don't... I'm, I'm all electronic. I'm all EDM. I'm like, what is this? And then, for the next six months of my life, I was definitely into punk rock. So, <laughs> definitely, like, the influence yeah. you get from friends. And then, like, you know, Will showed... All of us, Jakey. Yep. And that was um, a good one. That was cool. What was the other big one? Uh, six Dogs. He showed us Six Dogs. You know, that's a yeah. whole other avenue. You know, I wasn't really that into internet created music. And right. I had no idea Jakey even existed. And now he's been in the top five songs of mine for like the past two or three years. And like yeah. Fago Dreams by Six Dogs, which I'm not sure has actually been put on this podcast yet, but no, I'll probably make so. it at some point, is like. In iconic boy songs now but it's like such like a it's one of like it's it's, it's gonna sound so corny it's one of our songs <laughs> you yeah, know what i mean totally. <laughs> like yeah, totally because i think all of us we've kind of created this like musical web of like we all have a favorite genre or subgenre that's different than everyone else's favorites and so we can all oh, share totally. different songs knowing what other people like and knowing what we like and i think more than any playlist on Spotify or any new release database. Um, it's definitely just been like friendly recommendations. Yeah. You know? Even people that you don't associate with anymore. Like if they told you a song, you're like, huh? I've that got an told me that song, song on, this, <laughs> on this episode. Yeah. Oh, hell um, yeah. Okay. My favorite specific places to find music. There's one YouTube channel that I really like um, called Alpha Media who does music like commentary stuff. Mm-hmm. And he did one about Claro, like, before Claro, like, really blew up. She had kind of blown up on, like, the indie scene at that point. I think it was, like, post Flaming Hot Cheetos, but, like, pre Mm -hmm. any EP or album. Um, Actually, I don't think she has an EP. I think just pre-album. And now she's, like, one of my favorite artists. So, like, that was a cool one. Right, yeah. I love, um, okay, my, one of my favorite things to do, so I went to Firefly for two years, and I still love Firefly, but, like, Going on to any music festival poster and then like going down towards the bottom is one of my favorite things to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All like that's how ones. I found. Yeah. Like, like that's how I found Louis Capaldi because he had he was like. Oh, nice. I think he uh somebody was that I got into, but like he was one of the last names on the Firefly poster in twenty seventeen, I think. Mm-hmm. And so I went when he had his first two EPs out. Um, so I think he had like eight or nine songs total and he, and he played all of them except for my favorite one. <laughs> um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and now he's a f- global superstar. Yeah. Right, um, yeah. 
And there's also just like some fun bands like Chase Atlantic that would that would be on like the bottom of a of one. Like I like doing that. And then also my other favorite place when I watched it regularly, I don't really watch it as much anymore. It's not. It wouldn't be a hot take in like the '80s, but now <laughs> MTV obviously has like fantastic oh, music. Yeah. And I used to watch a bunch of their like narrative shows, and they would have a little ticker at the bottom mm-hmm. that whenever a song would come on in the show, it would tell you who's the artist and what the song was. And their choices were just so specific and so good. Like they always had good song choices. So I've gotten a lot from MTV, and I think they were always like really fun. Yeah, the 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 music festival poster one is a good one because I feel like like openers for bigger acts are a lot of times how you discover like smaller artists. Like when we went to see Dean Lewis, like I never ever heard uh-huh. of Scott Hellman before. Um, oh, openers are usually fun songs. too. Yeah, or like this poor guy. I know he has a name, but whoever opened for Maisie Peters that one time, like he was pretty Jack sick too. But I forget Gray? his name. I think yeah, that sounds super, yeah, Jack Gray. Um, in the weirdest places, you can find new music that even if it's not in your typical vein of, of music, uh, your favorite genre, it can still really click. Totally. Speaking of weird places to find new music. Sweet. Okay. I'm hitting us. I'm hitting a... Dude, I think that the podcast, podcast has... I think it has to be called Bad Segways. I know. It definitely does. This is like the first time I've had a good segue into my next picks. Cool. Cool. But, um, so I've been lucky enough to go to, um, I went to London. Uh, spring break senior year with my family Mm -hmm. and like I've always kind of been interested in like the UK British YouTube scene just kind of by happenstance and so like before and during my visit in London I was like getting into grime music and stuff like to try and kind of feel it out and in the process discovering that no one in America knows about or with grime music like it's just not at all what we what we like to listen to um so yeah this is uh this is Barking by Rams I might link my ting from barking 7 a.m. in the morning She's calling, I'm yawning She's jarring, no stalling I might link my ting from barking 7 a.m. in the morning She's calling, I'm yawning She's jarring, no stalling Yeah, I love this song. It's obviously, this is like, when I found it, it was popping off in the UK. So I know uh-huh. people know about this song. I didn't realize it was a TikTok song, so maybe, maybe I'll do know this song, but... I love it. It's super catchy. As far as like kind of grime songs go, it's not intensely grime. Like mm. I think it would do pretty well. Like if it played on an American radio station, no one would bat an eye at it. Other than yeah. the fact that the rapper has a British accent. Right. Um, so Drake. Exactly. It's like Drake's Ting Ting phase. And it's just, it, you know, continuing the trend of catchy songs that you can pick up pretty quickly uh-huh. This song is so easy to pick up on if it were played in a, in a car. Even if everyone else in the car doesn't know the song, I know that if I play it, it'll catch on super quick. Yeah. Um, and that's really been the goal of the first couple hours of the second day. It's just kind of getting everyone involved, everyone singing together, get the mood up. And uh, this song is great for that. I love this song. Dude, one of my favorite things about streaming as like a avenue for music now, as sort of like the industry standard, is how global music has become now Mm -hmm. like i think if you were like songs obviously from like england were very popular in like the 60s (laughs) um but even still it took a while for like for example like the beatles to come over to the u.s like right yeah i think and that's like an english-speaking country like that's our closest cousin probably Mm -hmm. so songs that are in different languages 
or from the opposite end of the globe obviously are just as good, if not better, than American songs, just, like, adding to the diversity of what kind of music can be made. So, like, I'm really happy that they're so much more accessible now. Like, some of the biggest artists in the world are, like, Latin artists or British right. artists. Yeah. So, like, that's I think that's my favorite new aspect of, like, music, how, how global that's become. Oh, yeah. It's so accessible if you... Like, how difficult would it be to to listen to or even like just know about like k-pop as a genre or like oh totally someone like 88 rising or bohan phoenix or all of these international artists from literally halfway around the world like without streaming i guarantee i just never would have heard of them yeah and like yeah because like you mentioned 88 rising which is probably like my favorite sort of like collective right now mm-hmm. um and the other thing, too, is that it's making American music or American, like, genres also very global. Um, I watched this video, or I watched this episode of Patriot Act, where he was mentioning how, like, streaming services has made rap a lot more, like, universal, mm-hmm. and has become, like, sort of the music standard for fighting against, like, oppression in other countries. Like, rap oh, is, like, okay. this, yeah, like... Yeah anthemic type of music that's like totally against tyranny like there's a um like thailand had a really big sort of like i mean it's still going like this movement kind of criticizing the monarchy um Mm -hmm. like among college students and there was a song that was like i think i added it to my library sometime recently it's like rap rappers against i think it might be rappers against tyranny rap against dictatorship and it's, like, this video that went viral. It has, like, 80 million views on YouTube. And the Thai government kept trying to take it down, but it got so many views and kept getting re-uploaded that they just gave up at a certain point. So it's become mm. this big cultural movement that, like, us in the United States are getting songs from other countries that we're really excited about, but then other countries are getting genres or other songs. Because songs, I think, were probably fairly global, at least, like, in the Western Hemisphere. But then, like, they're getting songs and genres that are not from their country also. Like, it's just, like, adding to... Right, yeah, it's a, two-way, it's, it's, it's a two-way avenue, pretty It's much. just making music more interesting, which is... Definitely. My, which is so nice. It's so cool. Yeah. And, of course, the more that other... more international music gets incorporated and more accessible in... here in America, it's gonna blend with our own music. Totally. You know, as more... Let's say, for example, that K-pop explodes even more than it already has here it wouldn't take very long for American pop music to be heavily influenced by K-pop just because pop music in America tends to just follow the trends of whatever is popping off at any given time. Yeah. And if K-pop becomes the most popular genre here, it, it, it would take weeks at most for, you know, some of the biggest songs, some of the biggest American songs to come out to be K-pop influenced. And I think that's well, cool I... that you can kind of like mix it all together. And they already kind of have. I mean, um, Lady Gaga had Blackpink on her album. Mm-hmm. And even current... Well, it's funny because K-pop, I feel like, takes what U.S. pop music had done and then, like, amps it up, like, ten times. Yeah. Definitely. So it's just, like, this huge, like, spectacle manufactured version of pop. I mean, pop is already kind of manufactured, but, like, w- w- regardless. Mm-hmm. And so then, like, borrows from that changed it a little bit and then we might take that borrow it take it a little bit because already like both kind of genres have been taking um have been doing like kind of like an edm break in the middle of a song for like a big dance break and like that's been kind of 
borrowed back and forth for a while from like a mm-hmm. bunch of different genres. So I like how it's sort of like this give and take that's going to create this circle where everyone's borrowing from each other, which has yep. kind of happened for a long time, but now this process is just like sped up. And I think it's just going to make music overall a lot more, more, a lot more interesting to listen to. Definitely. Yeah, I totally agree. There's not a, <laughs> there's not much more I feel like I have to say, because I feel like we talked about this a lot last episode about like, even just like American genres blending together, right, like sure. you know, rap and hip hop and country music and all kinds of genres just blending together. But um, it is nice. I think blending together like that only yields better music in the long run. I don't think you can really go wrong with uh, with more exposure. Well, well, we can segue to talk about genres then, or oh, one genre in particular, because my yeah. my final pick is two songs okay. in one genre. Because I have not, I wouldn't say recent, I wouldn't say it's like a big phase, but I've like recently rediscovered like how much I love pop music or pop punk music. Yeah. Because I really don't think like the intensity of a lot of punk music I can handle sometimes, but like pop punk is like more palatable. Mm -hmm. And so I've mentioned them on the podcast before, but I really like this band called Meet Me at the Altar that only has one EP out. I actually totally forgot to pick a song from them. Which one should I do? I know which one I <laughs> like, though. Um, we talked about... Uh, we, t- we just talked about Tyranny. So let's do their song called Tyranny by Meet Me at the Altar. other song that's it's like i forgot i don't have it pulled up anymore but it's like closer to you it's like their love song or their mm-hmm. more romantic song that one is also really great probably might i might even like it better and then my other song is called figure this out by the rex and i don't actually know how popular this song is i just a former girlfriend <laughs> like recommended Ooh. it to me so perfect that's a whole topic of discussion gotta tell me how to figure this out yeah i don't know i think like i've always kind of resonated towards pop punk because i think it's one of the more uh, uh this is hard to say because i think every genre is like this when you get into like the nitty-gritty of it but i feel like it's a very nuanced genre that like the reason I like pop punk so much is because it takes kind of like the really like large themes of punk music as a whole and like the emotion behind it and then makes it a little bit more palatable and a little bit more mainstream, yeah. which um, some people might see as a bad thing. I don't. I think it's like cool to make it more accessible, <laughs> but obviously like punk has always kind of been associated with this sort of rebellious attitude mm-hmm. and this right. attitude of like not even just rebellion, but like things that are taboo culturally and deal with a lot of like internal struggles and things like that and so i've always liked that that like as a form of expression and then it's just like just a fun usually very energetic style of music um i almost always think that the vocals are off the charts like almost always the vocalists are so strong and like especially if it's a male vocalist um they tend to be like very high which is always very impressive Mm-hmm. And then I've also started to really gravitate towards pop punk bands that are uh, led by women because they like are a little bit more rare 
And so it's like kind of just a cool change up in the genre. Um, Cause I also think pop punk for a long time has been associated with like testosterone and like male aggression. <laughs> so having yeah. like that feel a little bit more like, I don't know, a bit more expansive. I think it's like cool just to see. I just like the genre as a whole. Yeah. It's becoming more inclusive for sure. It's not just defined by one like stereotypical image of like a, a punk rock artist or something like that. Totally. These are great. I love these kinds of songs. I feel like I have to be in the right mood for them, which is either That's like fair. working out, driving, or overly caffeinated because then it matches <laughs> my heart rate pretty well, like the yep. BPM. So tonight is good. So tonight is good. <laughs> but yeah, I love that kind of, it is a nice break because I feel like traditionally I've done like a, a 180 from like what I used to listen to and most of the stuff I listen to, like the, I'm probably listening to Harbor by Tampa Beats more than anything else right now for like since like, I don't know. Sure. Two, and so, like, most of my music has become pretty mellow, like, pretty easygoing. So it's nice every now and then just to have, like, a, a banger like this. Yeah. Just kind of go off with, like, lots of intensity, loud instrumentation, you know, very yelling, almost screaming vocals. Um, yeah, I like it. I th- So when I mentioned this song and I said that my ex recommended it to me, you pointed that out. Yes, sir. So do you, <laughs> like... Whether this can be for any type type of relationship, whether mm-hmm. like romantic, platonic, whatever, is a song kind of like spoiled for you, or like, or do you like associate it too much with somebody if you're no if they're no longer in your life? Yeah, definitely. I can think of at least one song where like someone recommended it to me, and like in the moment, I was like, you know, this is cool. Like we have something like in common, like. You know, she shared a song, like, we can kind of, like, connect on the song. Like, it wasn't my favorite, but, like, it was something yeah. to, like, connect with. And then, you know, after, you know, time goes by, you're no longer in a relationship with that person. It's kind of like, you know, if it already wasn't your favorite song, why go back and listen to it if you're, yeah. you know, right. the reason you listen to that song is to bond with another person. So when you're no longer interested in bonding with that other person, it's just like, well, <laughs> chuck it in the bin. And, you know, I don't need to listen to that anymore. Uh-huh. Because I think songs that are recommended to you by people that you're close to don't have to be your favorite songs. Like if someone recommended to me a song that wasn't something I would typically listen to, I would still listen to it either on my own or with them. Not because it's the music I like to listen to, but because it's just like something to do with them. Yeah, sure. So if you're no longer close to that person or like in a relationship, it's just kind of like, at least for me, my experience has just kind of been like, what's the point? Like if I'm not trying to like associate with that person anymore, it's just kind of like, I wasn't already loving the song to begin with. I just liked it to I like get that. experience something, to have something in common. So yeah, I don't know. You? I don't think I do. I I think a lot of it, like a lot of it, comes from the fact that like most of the relationships in my life that are the people that are no longer in my life, most of them are not associated all that negatively. Like mm-hmm. barring a few examples, I don't think like there's any sort of like bad blood a lot of the time so i don't have to worry about that and most of the time at least like right now most of the time it'll like remind me of the person but Mm -hmm. not really any of the emotions attached to it so like the girl that recommended this song to me like she and i are very friendly still and so like there's no kind of like reason for me to find this and she was also like she had some great music taste so like (laughs) i have a lot of songs from her fair enough there was also somebody that i was like really good friends with for a while where we did this thing where we would send each other playlists like based on colors um yeah and we did this for like four months and so there's a lot of songs and she and Mm. i had similar music taste and i think that would like 
there'd be a lot of songs that would be ruined for me if I still associated them. Right, yeah. And I think there's a few examples of, like, oh, someone recommended me this song. It was, like, kind of, like, either, like, maybe a romantic song or a heartbreaking song or whatever. And so it makes me, like, a little bit sad or, like, associate I associate with them a little bit. But a lot of times there's songs that I really like. Like, there's this heartbreaking love ballad that I am in love with that, like, reminds me of somebody. And it's, like, hard to listen to sometimes, but it's also just, like, one of my favorite love songs. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't really think that I associate it too much. Or it doesn't, like, get me into, like, some sort of in the feels most of the time. So I can usually get yeah. rid of it. it. It tends to take on a life of its own when I like a song. Because also, like, she recommended me this song, figure this out, and then I, I listened to it for, like, a month. So, like, I no mm-hmm. longer necessarily... Like, I remember that she recommended it to me, and I still kind of associate it with her, but I also associate it with, like, all these other memories and, like, all these other things I did in, like, that month right. or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of taken on a life of its own. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I mean, there's a, <laughs> there's a song in particular, in fact, I'm pretty sure it's already on our playlist, that I associate with my best friend from my old school. Um, right. From the school I used to go to in Virginia Beach from, like, third to fifth grade. And in, like, middle school, I, like, refused to listen to that song because I was like, it's just going to make me sad. Like, I'm sure. just my friend. Like, I don't want to, like, you know, I don't want to listen to something that's just going to make me think of someone who I can't be with right now. Mm-hmm. But then, like, as I got older, I was like, but, you know, as much as I associate the song with that person, I associate it with, like, I associate the song with, like, being happy. Like, I remember, yeah, totally. like, being at his house and him, like, pulling up YouTube and being like, you know what YouTube is? I'm going to show right. you Higa Higa and we're going to watch How to Be a Ninja. <laughs> like, right. those kinds of things. And so, like, I think the way, you know, time definitely plays an important part in the way that I interpret those kinds of songs Always. that are directly related to someone. Um, and, yeah, it's just kind of, you know, as you as time goes on, as you grow up, you, you kind of see things differently. And maybe in five years, I'll think of songs right now that are on a no-fly list and I'll be like, sure. but they remind me of better times. But... You know, I think for the most part, I fall into that camp of kind of being like, you know, either it's it's too much. Like, I don't want to think of that person because I can't be with them right now. So it makes me sad. Or it's like, this only makes you think of that person. I don't want to be thinking about that person. So I'm just, just yeah. not playing at all. I think a lot of times it is actually that it, it usually, usually song recommendations are associated with happy memories for me. Very rarely. Mm-hmm. I would say if ever would like somebody recommend me a song and I'm like, this is depressed. Like, like it's just like <laughs> immediately, or, have or someone's like, or someone's like really sad, and they're like, "I'm thinking of you." Like, I don't know. I just <laughs> haven't. So, like, a lot of times it makes me like happy about it. Mm-hmm. Like, there was this one example where there was this girl who I had like, she and I like really clicked at a camp for like a week, and she lived in Boston, and so I went to I, like I went to visit Boston, like to visit colleges and stuff, and I was like, "Hey, I'm here. Let's hang out." Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like I had a crush on her necessarily, but it was definitely like a friend crush. Like we clicked, right? And yeah, it was yeah, sort yeah. of like, and so I associate like that trip and like hanging out with her very fondly. Like I really mm-hmm. enjoyed her mm-hmm. presence, and she rec- she like gave me this whole playlist. She was like, "When you're coming to Boston, this is what Boston feels like. Here's this playlist." <laughs> okay. And I was like, "You bitch!" Nice. <laughs> I was like, "Now, how could you now? Like I cannot <laughs> shed this memory with these songs." And it's a, I'm a, it's a very fond memory of mine. Like it's one of my favorite days. And now I listen to that playlist and I just think of that day. And like I think for yeah. a little while I was like sad because I haven't seen her. Like I haven't seen her since we've lost touch. And so like part of me, I think for a while was kind of like, oh. I would have wanted to be closer to this person. 
Mm-hmm. And so this playlist makes me think that I want to be close to this person. But now it's like, I know that there are people in your life that come and go, and that's how it is. And you can like, comes really... and goes in waves, man. It comes and goes in waves. And you, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and you, and you really like them. But then like this, it makes me like think about that sort of period. And I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. My sister told me like over quarantine, so her, so her and her boyfriend, have been sending each other albums that they recommend to each other. Oh damn! Okay. And I was like, if you guys break up, like you're not gonna be able to listen to those albums <laughs> like the same long, way. No like you might, you might still like enjoy them, but like you're not gonna be able to listen to them the same way again. Uh, Good Kid, Mad City is ruined for you. Sorry, oh, G. No. <laughs> I feel like longer, like albums or songs. Like there's definitely, like I can't listen to anymore. Like mm-hmm. there are definitely. I feel like longer form artists that I can't do, like playlists, albums, oh, yeah. artists. Those are harder, I think, sometimes. Bro, it's like this might be going on a bit of a of a tangent this late in the episode, but um, the songs, albums, artists, projects, music genres that you associate with people on your own instead of having someone recommend to you. Oh, is that's a brutal. big one. Oh, because totally. If you, if you do it yourself, there's not like this kind of there's not this growth period where you can be like, well, it first got recommended to me by this person. I've grown to like it on my own. It's right. all on you. If you're like, this person is this genre to me, that's it. That's At least in my true. experience, it's stuck like that. Like there are certain, you know, certain artists who are just heavily associated with one person. And it's like, I could be in the best mood ever. You know, and I'm listening to and all of a sudden, the next thing I know, I'm thinking about and I'm like, well... That's yep. getting yeeped, yep. first and foremost. But <laughs> it's okay, you know it's what okay. I mean? It's just like those kinds of associations are so powerful between like, you know, whether it's a single song or a whole genre of music, associating it with a person is such a strong attachment. It's so, It takes so much work to dissociate that connection. Dude, I took that to the max because like, Part of me, I got to figure this out in therapy, I guess. Part of me doesn't know whether or not this was a good thing in the long run. Um, But in high school, we, me and Will, wrote down episodes of Mm -hmm. our life as a TV show. And we would normally come up with season or episode finale songs to go with Mm -hmm. it. And very often, they were specific moments that I would then associate with that song. Oh, okay, So, like, yeah. the episode, particularly very, like, poignant episodes, like season finales or, like, big event episodes. Because we, like, scripted mm-hmm. this out. We wanted to make it. We still kind of do. So there are definitely moments in my life that I've now, like, retroactively associated with one song. And whenever I listen yeah. to that song, like, I can't listen to without thinking about You know what I mean? Like... Oh yeah, no, those ones, those ones pack the heart, the most punch for sure. Whether it's good or bad, or like, oh my god, hit. Like I like sometimes I'll drive home from somebody's house, or one time in particular. This isn't even like a bad memory necessarily, but like I was driving home from my friend's house, and it was like the end of the summer. It was like a friend that I had just met that summer, and she and I mm-hmm. became very close. And I thought I was never gonna see her again. And I left her house and like I just turned on the radio by happenstance and like a Dave Matthews band song came out oh, came up. No. <laughs> and I was like just driving in the dark in my hometown, going to college for the first time. Um, no. So there's a lot of that for sure. Like specific oh, songs, I think, are more associated not when somebody recommends it to me, but when it just happens to be associated with that person are harder. I think for me. Yeah, 
it's nice when it can be a positive emotion. Like I remember oh, like always. that summer before leaving too, like we were at um it was that I actually don't remember if you were you must have been there. It was that small get together at Julia's. Like a couple I was there for like the first we hour, I think. Yeah. And like and driving back from that get together is how I discovered Bozzy. Somehow it just started playing oh, okay, cool. from Spotify and discovered this album. I always like had this brief association, like with just kind of being like just kind of like blissfully happy like you're just driving mm. back from this get together oh, totally. it's like you're driving in the dark listening to music it's summertime so the windows are rolled down it's nice to have just as many that are just kind of you can just smile about you know you look oh, back yeah. on you just kind of like that was a good moment you know i got you yeah. kind of you kind of can take yourself back to that that feeling those emotions and just kind of be like this is good yeah that's a good happy note to end on i like that yeah, I like songs that are associated with memories. That's a cute one. Um, next episode, I'm yeah. thinking that we should do like character defining songs. So like Ooh, songs that are okay. very important to us, yeah. or like just like personal favorites. Like they can be super popular, like whatever. Just like mm-hmm. I honestly don't think we've had a favorite song day. No, we haven't. Our Not first yet. episode was just like starting things off. So I think this is mm-hmm. like personal favorite songs just like any vibe we want to go with i like it i like it a lot cool well we need to figure out an outro eventually we still don't have an outro but for those of you who made it this far into the episode thank you for listening thank you so much for listening all of you if you're listening to this podcast you probably know one or both of us please reach (laughs) out please reach out (laughs) dude okay here's the thing my theory is that nobody makes it to the end I don't think anyone does make it. I think everyone gets about 20 minutes in. If you then... <laughs> make it to the end, I'll personally Venmo you $5. Oh, yeah. If you, whoever the first three people are to DM me or Casey, <laughs> I will Venmo, I'll Venmo five you $5. <laughs> I, just want, I just want there to be an incentive for people who have finished this episode for us to find out that you've finished it. All I'm saying is if by the next It's just going to be JB too. texting both of us. <laughs> JB's got to make $30. <laughs> Good for it. He deserves it. He deserves it. JB, we love you. Thank you. For JB, I love you. This far. <laughs> but yeah, smash that notification button. Uh, new episode every Mondays or maybe Tuesday mornings, depending on how well my editing goes. Um, we love all of you. Thank you for listening. And Thank you for uh, listening. tune in next Monday. Peace out. <laughs>